Hello and welcome to Well Capitalized, where we provide private equity education and business owners share their unique and candid experiences after exiting their business. I'm your host, Bobby Kingsbury, Managing Director at MCM Capital. Today we have Mark Calcaterra, CEO of Torsion Group Corp. Mark, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you being here. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for having me. No problem. First and foremost, I would appreciate it if you could provide a little bit of your background and what your company, what TGC does. Well, I'm uh, the, obviously the CEO of Torsion Group, and uh, Torsion Group Corp uh, is a manufacturer and distributor of garage door parts. Uh, under the Torsion Group umbrella, we have two brands. Uh, we have Action Industries, which uh, is the aftermarket channel business. Uh, we have about 4,000 customers selling primarily to dealers, uh, to online stores, and to uh, companies like Home Depot, Big, Bo Big Box Outlets. Uh, we also sell to the OEM channel, and that's through uh, our brand called Torsion Source. Uh, we're really a value-added, solution-based company um, that provides different types of weather seals uh, in different applications uh, for, that, for that channel as well. So three years ago, Torsion Group Corp did not exist, and there wasn't just Action Industries and Torsion Source. It did not. Can you tell the viewers or you know, take us back in time and explain what the businesses were and what prompted a potential transaction? Yeah, prior to forming Torsion Group, uh, we were four separate businesses. And within those businesses, there was different ownership uh, in each of the businesses. Uh, it was pretty complicated and uh, each of the shareholders had different um, ideas on what should happen and the objectives. Uh, and really, from a day-to-day -day perspective, I was the only one that was involved. Uh, so really, uh, with a combination of that, and it really started impacting the day-to-day -day business, uh, we really needed to, to come to a point where we liquidated everybody and, and found a, a, a best way to solve that for everybody. So did you consider, did you and the other shareholders consider other exit options, or was private equity really the only route to go, and then ultimately, why did you choose private equity? Yeah, we did look at uh, whether it was bank financing, whether it was uh, sharehold, uh, certain shareholders buying out other shareholders. It really wasn't an option, and, and, and really the, the situation was difficult, and we needed a trusted third party. And that's really how we got to private equity was uh, finding somebody that could put a, a, a true valuation on the business, and it was fair for everybody. So now it's two and a half years in. Okay, lo looking back, you know, was it the right choice for you and the shareholders and other folks involved? I think it was definitely the right choice. Uh, not that it wasn't a difficult one, mm -hmm. uh, but it really made everybody whole. Uh, it really protected the business. Like I said, there was a lot of distractions and a lot of things going on. Um, it, it really was the, the only option at that time to make it work. And, and there was a lot that went into it, you know, as, in looking back, um, I think having more time to to really evaluate the businesses and understand uh, what the EBITDA was and, and going through that would have been a better probably approach. But um, ultimately, I think it was fair. We did bring in some outside help that, that uh, worked us through the situation. And I think it was a good result for everybody. Now, being under private equity uh, ownership, you know, prior to... Um MCM getting involved, you had autonomy to do whatever you want. And it's not like we hit you with a, <laughs> with a ruler. Yeah. Um, but what has been, 
or what, what was, I, I guess, prior to the acquisition, what was your biggest fear or concern? I, I think it was really from a reporting standpoint um, and really a structure. So how was that going to work? Um, how much information did the private equity company want? Um, you know, in full transparency, what, what, what were the right things to communicate? Uh, there was a lot that went into that. And I mean, I think also how much involvement the private equity company was going to have. Um, you, you know, from a, from a business that was privately held uh, and, a, and a shift in focus, it was just um, trying to really understand that. And now two, two and a half years in post-acquisition, what has been the experience thus far? You know, did, did we alleviate your fears or concerns and we make them worse? I think, you know, right from the first town hall meeting we had, I remember when you participated in mm -hmm. that and uh, we were all there. And one of the things you said was, um, what's going to be different about the business? And it was really nothing. And two and a half years later, uh, there really hasn't been any change in the day to day. And I think all the employees see that and it's really business as usual. And I mean, obviously we're getting a lot of support from a board perspective and a high level, but uh, from a day to day, nothing has really changed. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that. You know, our first rule of thumb generally is, is do no harm. We really wanna focus on maintaining culture, mm -hmm. you know, really understanding what we just uh, acquired and the groups of people that we that we partnered with. So I'm happy to say, now you don't have to say that, right? This is, no. this is a candid interview, I want honesty. That's right. Um, so now going in, do you, are, are your challenges or fears and concerns different two and a half years in than what they were maybe prior to the, the acquisition? Yeah, I, I think after the acquisition, it was really expectation. And, mm -hmm. um, and, what it, way? It, and really it was just, I, I was really the only one involved and, and really controlling all the, the business decisions. And, you know, we talked about a lot in due diligence and, and talking about the business, all the opportunity. So, so when you get on, on the opposite side of the transaction, it, it's really, how do you realize that? And what are the expectations from a growth and EBITDA perspective? And how do we work through that? And it was just me, it was a little overwhelming. You know, can we add people to, to um, work through that and, and help grow the business? So, I mean, those were, you know, those were some of the challenges that I was working through after the transaction. Yeah. And, you know, we talk obviously on a, on a weekly basis, just casual conversations. And the, there's been several times where I've, I've asked you, you know, what, what's really changed? What, what's been the most dramatic change uh, for you after the acquisition? Uh, and and I, I would say it was really, I didn't have other business type people to talk to. So whether it's the board, whether it's our conversations, having, having another sounding board where I can run, run high level stuff off of as far as whether it's strategy or, or finance or whatever it is. And obviously we've added a, an executive team, but having that additional support was, was much different than, than in the past where it was just kind of running all around and trying to, to grow the business and do the right things. And other conversations that, that, that I've had in, in this video series, you know, especially with uh, Mark and Harry, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from, from MCM, we've kind of talked about the reporting aspect of it. You know, most business owners, entrepreneurs, well, one, really don't have to, to answer to somebody else. Generally, they are the, the top level of the organization. But then also we're asking for 
some reports, you know, monthly reporting, quarterly reporting. Mm -hmm. Explain to the business owners, you know, really what that has entailed and has it, is it more, have you felt it to be more homework or do you think it's been potentially beneficial? I think it's been beneficial. I mean, one, um, so, so just as far as reporting goes, we provide a, a monthly financial statement with a write-up, uh, mm -hmm. just a summary of what happened uh, in the month. And then from a quarterly perspective, we have a quarterly board meeting. Uh, what I would say is up front, um, in really getting a cadence and developing, I call it more of like a lesson plan. Once we had a template put together, uh, it really streamlined it, um, and it's, it's, it's not really difficult at all. And to me, uh, in working in the business all the time, it really allowed me to step back and work on the business and think about it strategically, on uh, what we wanted to communicate and talk to at a board level or individually, you know, when we talk weekly. Um, so it, it was, uh, it really, it, once you figure it all out, it's, it's not that much work and it really helps, helps you think about the business. After the, tr the, the transaction, I know we, we sat down and discussed, you know, you put together a plan, you know, one, three, five, ten years out. And we talked about resources that you would need uh, to really achieve that plan. And in the first year and a half, the amount of work that you and your team have put in has been Herculean. And talk, talk about the benefits of having a, a partner who's with you that you, you can be a sounding board that helped aid you in you know, really developing those resources. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a real critical part of once we created an expectation and what we wanted to do with the business and how to grow it, um, spending a lot of time talking about um, what positions we needed, whether that was, and you know, we were using a public accountant, so getting a financial person was critical. Uh, from a supply chain standpoint, we had a really high-powered operations guy restructuring that, talking about those type of business needs. Um, it really was um, beneficial to go through that, because I mean, like I said before, it was really, okay, uh, we have all this good stuff to work on, how are we gonna achieve that? How are we gonna execute that? And it's really about execution and, and I really appreciated from a, from a board perspective and just working with you and talking through that with you on putting that together, it was very helpful. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest votes of confidence uh, that a private equity firm can receive for their investment in, in a business is the business owner wanting to reinvest and retain an equity piece in the business. It, it certainly gives us confidence mm -hmm. um, and something that we want to see. Why, why did you want to retain an equity stake in the business moving forward? Well, from my perspective, I believed in the business. I believed in all the businesses. So moving forward, um, if you're not going to invest in yourself in the business, what would you invest in? So, But, but mean, you no longer have control, though. So how I know, you... but I mean, uh, so I'm going to be partnered with with new business people. I wanted to have skin in the game to be aligned with with them and and, and achieve that prosperity uh, at the next level. So I mean, it was really, um, it was really a, that combination is belief in myself, belief in all the things that I communicated in the upside in the business. So uh, I felt passionate about that, and I. It wasn't even a question. I, I really wanted to have um, a stake in the in, in the business moving forward. You had 
other options. Uh, you considered other options. You ultimately chose private equity. And now Monday morning quarterbacking. What would you say the advantages and disadvantages are of partnering with a private equity firm as opposed to just being a uh, privately held business? Um, the advantages are definitely uh, from a resource and capital standpoint. I mean, uh, and, and really the board influence, um, just having a sounding board. Uh, I mean, and really having, you know, from a quarterly standpoint, and not just a quarterly standpoint, if there's any issue or high level issue, being able to run it by uh, the board or, or you individually uh, and to get that feedback uh, versus just making, you know, one of the concerns was is not, I think one of the strengths we had was our ability to make decisions and make them quickly uh, versus having a bunch of red tape and, a, mm -hmm. it, it, and, you know, you have a 10 approval process. And, and you know, that was one of the fears coming in. But, but honestly, uh, from a board, and, and I think we think about it more and, and think about it strategically, but there's never been a time where it impacted us from a decision standpoint that didn't allow us to win a piece of uh, work mm -hmm. or make an investment in a piece of equipment to make us more efficient. So, I mean, I think ultimately it was really, you know, that support, strategic support, and really the, the infusion of capital to, to really go out and do the things we need to do. If, if you could provide advice to a business owner who's thinking about exiting their business, considering exit options, this probably being likely the only time that they'll ever do it in their career. What advice would you give to them? Be committed to the process and understand what you're really looking to achieve from it. And uh, for, for, I, I would say understand your business, understand the financials, understand EBITDA, which is something that a lot of private business owners probably don't even think about. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're worried about growing the top line, not that you don't want to make profit, but how do you maximize that? How, how, how do you structure your business? Um, it just, it, how do you make your business better? So when you really go to that point um, of, of selling, you're getting the maximum value for that. And I would say, you know, for us, we did reach out uh, from a legal perspective and a financial. Talk to people that have been through the process before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's super important to, to, to be able to talk to people, to understand that, understand where the market is, understand what valuation means, understand what multiples mean. I mean, a lot of people don't, um, don't understand that. And the, and the better you can arm yourself and, and, and really believe in that um, and understand how it works, the better off it'll be. What would be the, the major difference between being private equity owned and being a family owned business? I'm sure there's some things that are certainly different today than it was two and a half years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot more structure and accountability in mm -hmm. being private equity owned than, you know, and there's, we, we've had, we've made a lot of changes in our organization um, based on that because there's certain people that can can survive in a, a privately held business. But when it becomes about meeting sales and EBITDA targets, um, it weeds out the poor performers. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, it, and the business demands it because I'm held accountable to it. All the managers are held accountable to it, right down to the, to, to the employee. So, I mean, it's really, 
um, beyond all that infrastructure change that we've done, we've, we've changed the workforce around quite a bit as well. Mark, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for joining us, man. I'm looking forward to another Thanks four or five years of happiness. Absolutely. It was great. <laughs>